welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And if you want to support the show, please check out our merch store at beyondblathers.square.site and take a look at the animal stickers and postcards we have for sale. So, last week, we talked about flowers, which was awesome, but this week we're going to be talking about flower insects, <laughs> aka orchid mantises. That was a great transition, Sophia. People Thank are you. ready to hear about the orchid mantises. Uh, yeah, I, I love these bugs. I I think they are wicked fancy. Like, they just walked off a Paris Fashion Week runway and I'm I don't know they're really cool they're kind of freaky yeah they are fancy and I'm interested because a while ago we did an episode on stick insects right phasmids yeah so I'm excited to kind of hear how these guys are like similar or not similar I don't know (laughs) I don't know things they're like kind of different they're a lot different but like they well, I feel like lots of people would categorize them in like the same like plant bug group. Uh, yeah, it's not a real group, but like <laughs> it is to me in my heart. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into it in one second, but first, of course, we have to hear what Blathers has to say. So, if you bring an orchid mantis to Blathers, he'll say the orchid mantis is a bug whose brilliant colors and petal-shaped limbs give it the look of a flower. This masterful mimicry allows it to hide from predators in among the orchids. But oh, this fraudulent flower, it lures other insects in to drink its nectar and makes a meal of them instead. Imagine (laughs) to behold a beautiful bud only to discover it's a bug instead. A repulsive revelation (laughs) indeed. (laughs) It's Blather's worst nightmare. Oh my god. But actually though, think of how terrifying that would be. Like, Imagine you're like a little bee and you're flying along and you're you're smelling the flowers like you're having the most beautiful day. There's orchids around you. There's like all these tropical flowers and you're like dancing to your little bee dance and then you smell like a like a really sexy little bee somewhere. So you're like, mm, I'm going to follow that that nice smelling bee <laughs> through the flower patch to like the, the beautiful bee. And, and you're almost there and you're getting close to the flower. And then this like alien face emerges from the, the flowers and just like grabs you and rips your head off. Like <laughs> it is, a, I, I think about this sometimes. I'm like, being a bug must be the worst thing in the world. Just be glad. Like things are bad, but, <laughs> but you're not a bug. Anyway. I yeah. love orchid mantises, don't get me wrong, and I don't want to, like, spread hate for bugs, you know that, but I I do think it's sometimes important to think about how terrifying it must be to be one of them. Yeah, no, I mean, especially because they're camouflaging or mimicking as something, like, so beautiful. Yeah. There's something, like, sinister about that. It's very, I guess it's similar to, like, how we think of, like, black widows or things like that. It's, like, something that's like enchanting but deadly well like even with black widows it's like okay don't stick your hand in a mysterious crevice in the desert and you'll probably be okay like it doesn't (laughs) it's but it's a flower patch like it wouldn't seem obvious okay i mean orchid mantises are not going to hurt a human but like it just the scenario the setting is different so 
(laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, mantises, there's so many qualities about them that make me convinced that if they gained human-like intelligence, we would have like mantid overlords. Like they would (laughs) definitely take over. They're like on the level of octopus being like, not that they're smart, but they have like such interesting adaptations that I'm, I'm both mystified and terrified of them. I think there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where it's like in the first season or something with like a monster of the week in the high school. And I think like (laughs) the science teacher is like a mantis in disguise as a human or something like that. Yeah, like a huge mantis. Oh my god. Reason number 79, I need to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I think I watched like the first season like in junior high and I haven't watched it since, but... It's so good. So that's just a recommendation for everyone. But yeah, I'm excited to talk more about this nightmare, beautiful nightmare. Yeah, beautiful nightmare bug. Well, I I love this quote. I read this in a paper called Pollinator Deception in the Orchid Mantis by O'Hanlon et al. So I just wanted to read this quote because I thought it was kind of fun. And the quote is, On return from travels in Indonesia in 1879, Australian journalist James Hingsley told tales of a carnivorous red orchid that engulfed butterflies in its petals and devoured them alive. The organism behind this extraordinary tale is not a flower, but a praying mantis, Hymenoptis corantis, which has become renowned for its elusiveness and remarkable resemblance to a flower blossom. But anyway, I I love that they described it as like a carnivorous plant that just ate butterflies. (laughs) I guess that's what you would think if you didn't know, because there are carnivorous plants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of, but it's I mean, you look at the way these things hunt and it's unbelievably speedy. Wow. Very cool. So you sort of alluded already that they're not phasmids like stick bugs are. What are they? Are they just like a type of mantis then? Yeah, so um, mantises are part of the order Mantodea. I mean, they all look very much like mantises, uh, which is useful. But their closest living relatives are actually roaches and termites. Really? Uh, which, wow. Yeah, and I actually didn't know that. I don't think I've ever looked at their relationship to other bugs. But yeah, roaches and termites. Who would have thought? They don't seem like very like exciting bugs, yeah. I guess, to the average person? I don't know. Anyway, that group of mantises contains about 2,400 species, which all tend to live more in like warmer regions of the world, especially in the tropics, the subtropics, and all of them are carnivorous. Now, the orchid mantis itself is found in Indonesia and Southeast Asia, but it's actually known to be relatively rare. We don't know much about its population, although it's very popular in the pet trade. So we do we do have like specimens to test things like behavior. So we do know like a decent amount about them from a lab setting. And you might see them in like museum collections. I know we had some at the museum I was at. And yeah, so so... They're relatively common, I guess, bugs in a domestic setting. That's really interesting. I kind of would have thought that you'd be able to find them wherever you can find orchids. And actually, like, the southern U.S. has a lot of orchids. Like, Florida and stuff has a lot of orchids. Yeah, and that's interesting because I was reading about them. And, I mean, they are one species as well, as far as I could tell, which is pretty rare. I feel like every time we're, like, going to do a bug, it's, like, a thousand species. Yeah. But yeah, this one seems to be one species. There are other mantises that are called like 
flower mantises. So you can find some other really beautiful mantises in that group. I highly recommend searching it up. But the other interesting thing about orchid mantises is that they aren't necessarily just trying to resemble an orchid. Like they're not, they're not trying to look like a specific kind of like white pink orchid or something. I don't know the names of orchids, as you can tell, but (laughs) they're just trying to look kind of generically flower-like. And I mean, we can talk a bit more about their appearance now, I suppose. So for those who don't know what a a mantis looks like, it's that bug that has a very large triangular head and a very long elongated body. They have mandibles for chewing at the front. Those mandibles can bite. Um, So mantises can bite, but it's not like venomous or it'll just like hurt a bit but I mean from what I've heard it's somewhat uncommon like just don't grab onto them they also have extremely flexible necks so their head is like perched atop this very thin neck and amazingly some mantises can rotate their heads 180 degrees so I mean this kind of ties into what I find particularly fascinating and a little scary about mantises is that they will stare at you like they will (laughs) move their head directly to you and they will look at you and it's weird like have you ever had a bug stare directly at you Sophia definitely not I like don't try to interact on like a personal level with bugs oh my god and you don't notice how weird it is until it happens and you're like whoa that's that's not normal I mean I mean it's normal I guess (laughs) not to hate all the mantises I'm trying not to like make them sound like evil creatures or anything. I just think it's really fascinating. But the reason they do that is their eyes are really unique from other bugs in that they have those simple compound eyes that other insects have, but they also have three other more simple eyes around that compound eye. So they sort of have like four sets of eyes, which is really impressive. Now, the most powerful part of their eyes is near the center of their face. So when they detect movement, they're going to point their head directly, like they're going to point that more powerful sensory zone directly at the moving object, which is why it looks like they are looking straight at you and they're going to watch and follow your movements. So when we were at the museum, we took like little mantises out to show people it. I mean, they're watching anyone who's moving it's it's really cool and they will turn their heads very quickly as well which is also part of the creepiness I guess yeah there's something that's so like human about mantises in a way that's different than a lot of insects I think it's the fact that like they look more upright than most Mm -hmm. insects like you really get a sense of like oh they have like a head and a torso that are like Mm -hmm. higher up and it and there's just something about them that makes them appear intelligent and they're anthropomorphic in that way like they it's it's the anthropomorphic similarity we have to them you know the eyes that are very clearly in the front of their well they look kind of at the front of their head they've got this sort of pointed face that neck Mm -hmm. um even their arms are like more like arms than other bugs they're not splayed out to the side they're very like in front of them There's just a lot of qualities about them. Even the way they move sometimes, like they're always moving. They're always alert. It's really, really cool. I I love them so much. Yeah, but it does lend itself to almost like you can get into kind of uncanny valley territory where they're like sort of similar enough to us, but alien enough at the same time. It's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what makes them interesting. I don't find them scary or anything. It's more that I've but I find them like more interesting than a lot of other bugs. 
Yeah, definitely. And I was going to talk a little bit more about those eyes they have because they can see in stereo vision like us. So we can sense depth because our eyes see slightly different images. So if you like close one eye and then you like close the other, you, you see that your both eyes are taking different images of what you're looking at. And your brain puts those together and can process that and can give you depth. Like it tells you, <laughs> you know how far away from like your computer screen you are. Now mantises, they can also do that, which is very unique from other bugs. And they're processing those images, but they're doing it in a way that's much more efficient. Now it's not to say that they necessarily have vision as good as we do, but as far as bugs go, they have amazing vision. And I was talking a bit about those lab mantises. So I was reading about this kind of crazy experiment where these scientists had these lab mantises and they wanted to see if they could see in this like stereo vision 3D way. And so they put like a little blob of beeswax on their like in between the mantis eyes and they put on little 3D glasses (laughs) and they sat the mantises in front of a screen that had like basically was mimicking like a bug flying around to see how accurately they could hit the bug. It was, it was wacky. It was really interesting, but apparently they did it because, oh, and I didn't read this part of the paper as well because, you know, it wasn't about mantises, but (laughs) (laughs) apparently can give computer scientists an idea of how potentially they can look at mantises and how they process images in a stereo vision way and how they could maybe apply that to robots and AI because the mantises are able to process those images really, really quickly. And so it's really good for something like computer science where you don't want those machines only need to be processing a certain amount of information. They don't have to see as well as humans do necessarily. But yeah, I thought that was kind of wacky, the idea of like, and they are like 3D glasses, like a little red, red film and a little blue film. (laughs) <laughs> just like stuck really on cute. and yeah with a little beeswax and then they take the beeswax off i'm just imagining orchid mantises watching like spongebob squarepants the movie 3d like <laughs> <laughs> just straight vibing i love it <laughs> so going on i guess to talk about the rest of their anatomy we can't ignore those amazing front legs they have. The front legs have been modified into grabbing appendages. They have that sort of classic praying pose that praying mantises are known for. They can also use those long legs, though, for reaching as they climb along vegetation. And that's really useful for juvenile mantids who have not yet grown wings. So they have to be really good at reaching and climbing to get where they need to go. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's like a BBC, I think it's BBC Life video about like kung fu mantises is sort of like the YouTube name for it. Uh, But you can really see (laughs) these little orchid mantis juveniles like reaching for leaves. And it's so cute. It's a very dramatized video, but oh my God, every time I see it, I'm like, I love this so much. I know it's over dramatized, but I love it. (laughs) I honestly (laughs) didn't know that mantises have wings like I didn't know that they fly yeah yeah so the juveniles don't but once they're like fully grown they have wings and I remember at the museum it used to be like (laughs) you could only take the like young ones out because if you took the once they'd grown wings if you took them out they would like start flying all around the gallery which you didn't want (laughs) so (laughs) you could only bring like once they grew wings you were like oh man like I remember my buddy Connor who was like who's been a volunteer at the museum for a long time he like I think his favorite mantis was Kevin. He'd named it Kevin. 
I'm sorry, Connor, if that's the wrong name, but he was like so excited to bring out Kevin. And then once Kevin grew grew wings, Connor was really upset because he couldn't bring Kevin out anymore. So that's a real shame. (laughs) Grew up too fast. Yeah, they grow up so fast. (laughs) So anyway, going on with the mantises. So the adult female orchid mantises, so notice just the females, those tend to have white and like pink coloration. So very, very flower-like. Whereas the males are mostly white with sort of brown tinges, so they don't tend to look quite as much like flowers or like orchids. The females tend to have these noticeably wide leg parts that mimic petals really beautifully. And I know when I've seen them in person, they have like a translucent effect and it it really does look like a petal. It's quite amazing. Now, orchid mantis nymphs don't look anything like the adults, but they're still big mimickers. But instead of flowers, they're trying to look like assassin bugs that live in their area. So they're black and red. And assassin bugs, we've talked about them a bit before in this podcast. They're a type of hemipteran. If you remember what hemipterans are, they're a type of bug that has like basically a tube mouth and when they capture prey they can insert that tube mouth and it pushes digestive enzyme into whatever they're eating and kind of like they can slurp it up like a slurpee it really hurts uh, if you get bit by an assassin bug because your like insides are turning to mush and so of course baby mantises really want to look like those things because no one wants to mess with them Interestingly, it seems like the juvenile mantises, so not the nymphs, not the black and white nymphs, but the juvenile mantises who are starting to look a lot more like adults, they don't have wings yet. And they're also looking a lot more like flowers. So the base of their body is like curving up a bit more. It's a bit brighter in color typically. So it's thought that that might be to get more prey before they're fully grown and near the end of their life. Cause at that point they're still growing. They want lots of food. And so they're going to be a little bit better potentially at getting their prey. So they're going to be better at mimicking flowers than even the fully grown adults. Yeah. Yeah. Cause once they're fully grown specifically with the females, those females, their wings kind of extend over their body. It's not curling up. It's not looking as much like, an orchid and it's also covering some of that color so yeah the juveniles are sort of the the prettiest of the bunch I guess okay so if you see pictures of orchid mantises in that sort of like super orchid typical way it's probably more of a juvenile probably yeah I mean if it if it seems like they don't have wings it's kind of hard to tell it seems like there there's quite a bit of color variation from the pictures I saw but I guess in general yeah if it's really pink and really really flowery yeah and it's possibly a juvenile yeah not fully mature yet another important thing to mention about mantises is that the males and females are very different sizes so that's common for mantises across the group and actually pretty unique among bugs in the sense that usually when you see this physical difference between males and females which we call sexual dimorphism the females which are physically larger get that way because The evolutionary advantage to that is being able to carry more eggs. But in the case of the mantids, they don't really think that's why the females are bigger. What they think actually happened is that as mantises way, way back in the day, as those orchid mantises were starting to hang out around flowers and catch all those pollinators, they started to look a little bit more like the flowers, catch more bugs. And it got to the point where those mantises were so good at catching prey 
that it was advantageous for the females to get bigger in order to catch larger prey like big butterflies and bees so they could afford the energy they would have to spend on maintaining that body size. So it's a little bit different than other insects in that way. And maybe that's not interesting to other people, but I think it's pretty cool. Evolution just works in very unique ways sometimes. Meanwhile, males stayed small because their goal is more to mate and be agile to get those mates. And they tend to hunt by racing around and catching stuff, whereas the females are ambush predators. Mm, Could you talk more about what ambush predators are and how that works? Yeah, so an ambush predator is a predator that lies in wait for prey to come to them. So there's a lot of animals that do this, but mantises are amazing at this technique. They have as we mentioned before, great vision. But this is also where the camouflage comes in. So it was once thought that these orchid mantises were using their camouflage to hide amongst flowers and to attack unsuspecting bugs. But what's now known is that they actually trick the pollinators into thinking that they themselves are flowers. So the way that researchers figured this out is that an orchid mantis could be like standing alone far away from the flowers and they look enough like a flower just themselves that it attracts bugs to them like a lure, similar to like an angler fish with their attracting light or the tongue of an alligator snapping turtle that looks like a worm a fish might like to eat. And this kind of mimicry is called aggressive mimicry. So unlike mimicry, which helps an animal hide in its environment, this technique hides the predator from its prey. It can also be used by parasites, like the parasitic worm Leucloridium, and that is a type of worm that enters a snail and it goes into its eye stalks and makes the eye stalks like do this crazy like disco flashing light thing and it attracts larger hosts. So this sort of mimicry and technique is used by all kinds of animals around the animal kingdom, but that is aggressive mimicry. Wow, that is just some amazing adaptation. Like... I just find it so amazing that all this evolutionary time leads to these kinds of things and like this like crazy serial killer like behavior, (laughs) not to anthropomorphize it too much, but it's really interesting in all the different strategies that different animals have. It's like you couldn't write this kind of thing. No, it's, it's amazing. Like the more I learn about how evolution works the more I'm just mystified and it also makes me think about like how long this must have taken to get this way Mm -hmm. it's it's incredible (laughs) I mean I should also mention though all this being said the camouflage does also help them hide from predators like it's it's not just aggressive mimicry it's also I guess in a way defensive because you know if you look like a flower it's less likely that a bird's going to eat you So is it really just the appearance of them that lures the pollinators in? Like they really are tricked just by their their appearance? Yeah, by their appearance. But also they have another strategy, which I hinted to before, where juvenile mantids are also able to emit chemical signals kind of like from their face area, similar to that of bee pheromones. And so that can attract even more prey to them because they smell like other bees. So those bees are just going to like be extra unsuspecting and interested in getting close to them. Wow. And so is that their main prey then? Like pollinators, like bees and butterflies? Yeah, they will also eat each other. (laughs) (laughs) They are cannibals just like many, many other mantises. I won't say all, but probably I would I would think all they're they're carnivores they're pretty opportunistic when you're breeding mantises you have to like 
like as soon as they emerge from the Uthika, which if anyone doesn't know, mantises create like a frothy egg-shaped thing and that's where they lay their eggs. And so they'll attach it like under leaves and stuff. So the little baby mantises, like hundreds of them will emerge from these Uthikas and they'll like be cute, like miniature mantises walking around. But once they reach a certain size, you actually have to like separate them all individually into their like individual little Dixie cups and let them grow so that they don't eat each other. Because <laughs> they'll wow. just start, yeah, they'll start eating each other. And I remember seeing that at the museum, you'd have like trays and trays of little cups with mantises in them. And so just so they wouldn't kill each other. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they're interesting. That's uh, a takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it's a takeaway. But I don't want that to be the only thing that you take out of this. Like, they pretend to be flowers so well that they can be, like, in the middle of a field without flowers. And a bee will still be like, huh, I'm going to go there. <laughs> Even though it's weird that this flower is in the middle of nowhere. They also have amazing 3D vision. And that was a real thing. Researchers spent time and energy figuring out whether they can see in 3D, which I love. Love curiosity. And orchid mantises babies have breath that smells like bee pheromones. So I want that to be what you take out of this. They are amazing little creatures and you should go watch some BBC Earth videos about them. That's so cool. I'm glad we did orchid mantises. Like there was a lot to talk about. It's hard because I wanted to get more into mantises, but I know there's also a mantis, like a regular mantis in the game. So I just saved some like other cool mantis species for future episodes. Yeah, that'll be really good. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. And of course, thanks everyone for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. We would really, really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe. We have a super duper, extremely exciting episode coming out next week that you really don't want to miss. Like, we cannot emphasize enough how much you don't want to miss this episode. So we're so hype about this episode. Wow, can't wait. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) me too. If you want to stay up to date and find out when that episode is being released and also take fun quizzes and vote in polls to help us decide what animals we cover, lots of stuff going on. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Beyond Blathers. And tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye. Bye.